Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I recently landed a job at the local fast food restaurant. I, of course, did not want to work, but my mum kept insisting and nagging me to get off my ass and make a living. I live in a small town in Australia, and I'm surrounded by dense bush. This fast food restaurant is very similar to a McDonald's, as in it has a drive through and sells burgers. This particular restaurant has a bit of history to it, due to the local community not wanting it built, due to it being on some old site that the town held dear. I wasn't sure what was there because I'd recently moved to the area, but all the signs and protests were still carrying on, even though it had been four years since the store had opened. After I started working, I was trained in all the areas – serving customers, running the drive through flipping the patties and making a damn fine cup of coffee. I got along with most of my co-workers and I got a date from one of the cute ones. After working for around a month, my store manager approached me and asked if I was interested in working the night shift, the most boring time of the night, where the whole store was closed except for the drive through and I would have to do it solo because it was so damn dead at night. I graciously accepted, as I sort of needed the money to go out with my friends and all that, so I was rostered to be put on the night shift the following week. Last night. Like any sane person, I slept before my shift, had something to eat and I had a shower, before donning my work clothing I had to wear for the next nine hours. I hopped into my car and drove the ten minutes to my workplace, and finally got out and stepped inside. The closing staff greeted me before I jotted down my tasks and got to work. The list was the following. Make the dining area spotless. Mop the floor. Check the stock in the kitchen and chip station. It was the usual stuff, really, plus the extra tasks of taking out the bins and cleaning the bathrooms. I went down to the change rooms and hung up my jacket, put my apron on and began my shift. I watched as the closing crew left our small building, got into their cars and drove away. I was alone. With a sigh, I went back to our little washroom. I grabbed a mop and began to fill it. The slow movement of the water began to irritate me as it took forever to fill the bucket. The light in the room flickered and I swear I saw a figure at the corner of my eye. I blinked and it was gone. Must have been my mind playing tricks on me. Once I finished, I went into the dining room and made sure the doors were all locked. I mean, who wants a random walking into their closed store at night, 
especially when you're in an area which is known to have a lot of drug addicts. As I mopped the floor into the centre of the small dining room, I heard a familiar noise of the printer in the manager's office. As I approached the small windowed doorway, I noticed that the light in the room had turned off, but the computer screen was on, casting a faint blush light into the darkened room. I opened the door, the metal doorknob as cold as ice, and I turned on the light as I walked into the cramped room. Office, it was more like a supply closet. I wasn't entirely surprised to find a sheet of paper neatly sitting in the print tray. Printed on the paper was a list of sorts in black ink. As I looked closer, I could see that the list had some form of rules on it. I picked up the paper from the tray, which was still warm from the print, and as the paper flopped in my hands, a waft of air pushed towards me, causing strange, out-of-place citrus undernotes to fill my nostrils. I raised it closer to my face and read the page. Rule 1. If you hear knocking on the doors and windows, turn off the lights and stay under the counter until it stops. Huh? That's strange. Knocking? Rule 2. If the temperature drops dramatically, check the thermostat. Then whatever you do, do not look behind you. Rule 3. If the lights start to flicker in the manager's office, cover the window in the door, lock the door and stand still for 30 seconds. Rule 4. If you hear sobbing coming from the bathroom, go check it. If it turns into a well, it is already too late. Rule 5. If you see a woman across the street, do not stop looking at her until you hear a knock on the wall behind you. Rule 6. If music plays over the PA, hide in the freezer until it stops. Rule 7. If you receive a phone call from someone you know, do not answer, or they are next. Rule 8. If you are outside taking out the rubbish and see the bins are open, run back inside and do not leave for the remainder of the night. Rule 9. If you hear light breathing through the headset for the drive through turn the headset off and run to the bathrooms. Was this a joke, I thought to myself. Some dumb prank devised by the closing manager to try and scare me out of the building on my first night shift. Nice try, I mocked, looking towards the camera closest and flipping it off. I threw the paper into the bin without a second thought, grumbling under my breath about time wasters. That took five minutes out of my shift, five minutes less to do my job. I returned to my mop and began to start cleaning the floors. They were caked with mud due to a recent thunderstorm, and because people are so inconsiderate as to not wipe their shoes on the glaringly obvious doormats before coming in. Assholes. As I began to near the bathrooms, I felt as though I was being watched. You know the drill. The hairs on the back of your neck stand up, and you feel really uncomfortable. I spun on my heels and scanned the room the pit-pat of rain began to start up. After looking around for a short while, 
I just shrugged it off and turned back to my mop. I picked it up and continued cleaning. However, as I approached the door of the bathroom, I began to hear a faint sobbing. It startled me. I wasn't expecting that. The whole time, I thought I was alone in the store. I called out through the closed door, asking if anyone was in the room, and I received no reply. I asked again, and like previously, I didn't hear an answer, so I nudged the door open slowly. As I entered the small one-store bathroom, I scanned around and noticed two key details. The crying had stopped, and there was no one there. Creepy. The rain began to pick up, the sound echoing off the metal roof, and I left the bathroom, eager to finish my mop and get away from the bathroom for the rest of the night. Something felt off. Hadn't that prank list mentioned something like this? I raced back to the bin where I'd tossed the letter and I fished it out, wanting to double-check the rules it gave me. After getting the paper out of the bin, I read it again, and sure enough, there it was, Rule 4. I stepped away from the bin. If this was a prank, it's very elaborate. I called out into the empty store, for whoever was messing with me to come out and show themselves, to which I got no reply. I left the paper on the bench, just in case something like that happened again. I went back to my mop and completed cleaning the store. I could see my face on the floors. I went back to the beverage machine and got myself a Coke, a refreshing drink after all that physical work, to reward myself for a job well done. As I drank, I looked at my other jobs for the night and crossed off mopping the floors. I chose to take the rubbish out, as it would be relatively easy. As I put my list of jobs back down, drink still in hand, I began to feel a bit chilly. I live in a relatively cold area, so I was used to drops in temperatures, especially at night. I went to go and put my jacket on, but as I did... I saw my reflection again on the floor, but it wasn't seeing me that sent shivers down my spine. Right behind me, where the drinks machine was, was a woman. She was wearing a tattered dress and had long hair. She was a light blue colour and through the reflection I couldn't make out her facial features. I was about to turn around to confront whoever was behind me, when I glanced over to the notes I left on the counter next to me. It seemed as though the rules were trying to burn themselves into my mind. Suddenly it hit me. Didn't it get cold relatively quickly? I hurriedly grabbed the rules list and there it was, rule two. I looked to where I saw the reflection of whatever it was behind me. It had gotten closer. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. 
With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com. I jumped and bolted over to the thermostat in the middle of the dining room. I almost slipped on the floors doing so. And when I arrived, I looked at the temperature minus four degrees Celsius. Suddenly, as if it had always been there, I could feel the icy cold breath of the of the thing on the back of my neck. Instinctively, my head began to turn around, but I forced it to stare at the thermostat. I stood there, paralysed, like a deer in the headlights, until slowly, ever so slowly, I felt a freezing hand snake up my arm. As it reached my bicep, the whisper-soft touch stopped, and I could feel a sharp pain of fingernails digging into my skin. Why not look at me? The voice came from my left, and I could feel the caress of its breath as it leaned closer. Don't you want to see how pretty I am? Was this voice real or in my head? No, I managed to bite out, squeezing my eyes shut as the fingernails went deeper into my skin. Then suddenly, it was gone. It felt like forever until I finally mustered up enough courage to turn around again. I checked my arm. To my absolute terror, there was nothing there. No pain. No distinct crescent-shaped wounds on my skin. Absolutely nothing. I raked a hand down my face and turned back to the thermostat. My hand was shaking as I quickly reset it to 23 degrees Celsius. How can the thermostat be set to less than 15 degrees Celsius, let alone minus four? Turning back to the reassuringly empty store, I was left with more questions than I had hoped for. Two thoughts barged their way into my mind. Who was that? And who had set the thermostat? I laughed nervously. Maybe the night shift was getting to me. I mean, I did mention those addicts before, didn't I? Keeping a lookout for them must be getting on my nerves. It was the only idea I could cling to that didn't make me feel insane. I checked the time, hoping for the relief that I was almost finished. But it was 11.11pm. It had only been an hour since I started. I felt nervous. I needed fresh air. Didn't I say I was going to take out the rubbish? Perfect. I opened the back door and wheeled out one of the three wheelie bins. I took it over to the dumpster, 
my breath visible in the chilly night. I opened the dumpster and grabbed a garbage bag. As I pulled the bag out of the bin, I swore under my breath some dickhead hadn't tied the bag properly. I'm not cleaning that up. I threw the rest of the bag into the dumpster and turned around to grab another. That's when I saw it. She was back, but this time across the road. I couldn't make out her facial features, but I could feel her cold gaze dig into my soul. I blinked to make sure I wasn't hallucinating, and when I opened my eyes, she was still there, but this time she was slightly closer. Slowly, having all the time in the world, she raised her hand and began to wave, mocking me. I began to freak out. What the fuck is going on? As I stared into where I assumed its face was, I was startled by a knock behind me. I spun, only to see there was a massive hand mark on the wall. I quickly turned back around to face the thing across the road. It was gone. I closed the dumpster and ran inside, leaving the bin out there. I was not spending any more time outside, at least for now. I began to pace back and forth along the counter. Why was this happening? Who sent those rules to the printer? I took my headset off and placed it on the counter. What should I do? I double-checked again that the doors were locked and not able to be opened. I pulled out my phone and began to call the store owner, trying to explain that something strange was happening and to ask the open manager to come in early. Although it was late at night and I wasn't expecting a response, I sighed when the dull tone was answered by voicemail, telling me to leave a message after the tone. I told the voicemail to call me back as soon as possible and I hung up. I looked back at the rules sheet, which was sitting perfectly in front of me. My heart began to race when I saw that the rules 2, 4 and 5 were crossed off. And when I say crossed off, I meant someone had gotten a marker and had angrily ripped across the page, tearing over the neatly printed rules. I gasped at the sight. Who had been able to do this? Before I could contemplate any further, I began to hear a lullaby over the PA system. This lullaby was nothing I'd heard before and sounded almost malicious. The soft female voice became more aggressive the longer the song went on. I glanced at the rules, looking for guidance. Rule 6. If music plays over the PA, hide in the freezer until it stops. I bolted to the freezer, neglecting to put on one of the warm jackets in front of it. As I stepped into the freezing cold, I felt as though something was standing behind me in the doorway, behind the closed industrial door. I looked at the temperature gauge in the freezer to check how cold it was. Here it was minus 20 degrees Celsius. I could still hear the faint echo of the song from inside the door, and I'm ashamed to say that I did not have the courage to step outside, despite the chill that began to settle into my bones. My heart stopped, as from even inside the freezer I could hear it. Someone was banging against the windows. It sounded like someone was throwing their weight into the window or trying to break it. It was made worse with the lullaby still playing, even more aggressive than before. 
The list of rules suddenly burst into my mind. Rule one at the forefront, reminding me that if there was banging at the windows, that I had to hide under the counter. But I was in the freezer, waiting for the lullaby to stop. What am I going to do? Before I could contemplate any further, I heard the glass break, and I made my decision. The lullaby had finally receded to a calmer tone. I burst out of the freezer and ran towards the counter. As I threw myself under the counter, I cried in sheer terror, as I noticed that I could no longer see outside, as countless bodies pressed themselves against the glass. I call them bodies because that was what they were, but there was no way in hell that someone could call these things living, breathing humans. Their pale white skin was pulled taut over their features, but that wasn't what scared me the most. Each of them, every single last one of them, had wide, toothy grins, but none of them had eyes. Instead, they were empty sockets, where their eyeballs should have been. And yet, I could still feel them staring at me. I hid under the counter for what seemed like forever. The lullaby over the PA stopped and was replaced with white noise. I raised my weary head from under the counter, fearing what I would see beyond my safe area. I saw nothing, absolutely nothing. Why was this happening to me? I slowly crept out from underneath the counter and placed my shaking hands on the bench, trying to stop them from shaking. Looking over to the piece of paper, rules one and six were now crossed off, leaving rules three, seven, eight and nine. I jumped as I heard my phone buzz on the countertop. It was the owner. I answered hurriedly and began to tell them what was going on. However, once I finished, the owner began to reply. Why? A blood-curdling scream followed, and the phone call ended abruptly. The faint beeping of the landline knocked me back to reality. I placed my phone back down, realising my error as I watched Rule 7 get slowly crossed off, the ink seemingly coming out of nowhere. I grabbed the piece of paper and read the last few rules that were left over from the original nine. The rules that remained unmarked were Rules 3, 8 and 9. I grabbed another drink, trying to calm my nerves and checked the time again. It was 3.30. I only had another two and a half hours. I suddenly remembered that I left the bin outside in the rain. The open manager would kill me if the bin was full of water. I opened the back door again and slowly approached the wheelie bin I had left outside. I'd actually managed to empty it before I ran back inside. As I flipped the lid and closed the wheelie bin, I saw the dumpster was open. Didn't I close that when I went back inside? I closed it again, and as I moved towards the bin, I heard a terrifying scream from inside the dumpster. Oh shit. I turned around to face the dumpster, but was stopped by the same icy cold breath on the back of my neck. Look at me. The voice screamed into the night a high-pitched wail causing my ears to ring. I left the bin and sprinted back to the door. The pit-pat of my footsteps on the asphalt became faster and faster, quickly followed by even faster feet, 
the well becoming louder and louder, never leaving my ear. I got to the back door and slammed it into place, a faint knocking on the other side. Let me in. I collapsed, sliding down the door onto the floor. My heart felt like it was about to burst out of my chest, but I couldn't move. The shock was finally setting in as my mind began to race once more. There was no way I was imagining this. Why wasn't I warned that something like this would happen? How does no one else know? What was going on? These three questions kept circulating throughout my mind. The knocking receded and I was left with this eerie quiet. As if there was meant to be sound, but there was none. When did it stop raining? I rose up slowly, my shaking hands doing little to help me up. Creeping slowly, I made my way out to the front counter, eager to consult the list. If all the rules are getting crossed off as they occur, I only need to look out for the last few, right? As I approached the list, I felt the temperature of the room drop. Not a gentle drop by one or two degrees, but by at least ten, causing the room to feel like a freezer. As I looked at the list, of course, rule eight was crossed off. Rules three and nine remained. drive through and manager's office. I whipped my head around to look at the manager's office. Nothing out of the normal there. I looked at the feed from the camera facing the drive through Nothing was there either. I breathed a sigh of relief. I closed my eyes and chuckled, whispering softly, Is that all you got? That was a mistake. My phone rang. It was the owner again. In my haste, I forgot the previous call and answered, frantically trying to tell them about what happened. Once I finished, white noise pierced through my phone into my ear, causing me to drop the phone onto the counter. Within the noise, I heard voices calling to me. I recognised these voices. My grandfather and mother. What was even freakier was that they were both at home, most likely asleep. How could I hear them? But then I heard a third voice, which spoke softly. Come to us. The fear began to rise as I recognised the third voice. It was that woman, the one who had been terrorising me all night. I picked up the phone and frantically tried to hang up. The voices became louder. Come to us. Come to us. Come to us. Then a click. I managed to hang up the call. I slid the phone into my pocket. I was not accepting any more calls tonight. I sat on the counter and glanced into the kitchen. The UV bug catcher light zapping any bugs that came close. I looked down towards my feet. Seemed like the bugs were having as hard of a night as I was. I then heard a zap inside the quiet store, then another, and another. I looked up at the light again and I heard another zap, but there was no bug near the lamp. I glanced around the store, trying to figure out where the noise was coming from. When I looked at the manager's office, the light was flickering. I jumped down from the counter and sprinted towards the door, eager to try and cover up that little window. But I had nothing. I searched around for something as I locked the door and I looked inside the office. 
Why did I look inside the office? Amongst the flickering lights, I saw the the thing trying to claw its way out of the computer screen, its face breaking the surface of the monitor and coming into the real world. And it was staring at me. I broke its gaze and looked around for something to cover the small window. I needed something, anything to cover it up. I looked again and its head was out now. It was now reaching a hand out. I managed to catch a glimpse of myself in the window as I looked away. I was wearing a jumper. Yes, I took it off and covered the window with it, just in time to hear a loud thud of the computer monitor hitting the floor. I just had to stand there for 30 seconds and I was safe. Then I heard the scratching at the window. It was slow and methodical, as if it was trying to play out some horrific melody. I threw my weight into the door to try and stop the tune, but it only made it louder. I thought in my head that there wasn't much time left, and I held the door shut. Suddenly, I heard a smash as a hand reached out from the now-shuttered window, and it reached for me. Come to us, come to us, come to us. The creature chanted as it felt around me feeling for my face and gripping hard. I pulled away from its grip and jumped back from the door, letting go of my jumper in the process. As I glanced back at the door, towards where I just was, I saw nothing. As I began to calm down, I heard the scratching of the paper, which signified that only one more rule remained. Rule 9. Saving the best to last. This is what I thought as I glanced down at the list. I was delirious. I began to laugh. One more task? Bring it on. I yelled through the store. And if, like a cruel joke, I heard a ding of someone in the drive through I picked up the headset and slammed it over my head and asked, What do you want, you monstrous bitch? It's safe to say that the person on the other end was not at all happy to hear that answer. They drove through after calling me a fuckwit and flipping me off as they drove past. My first customers of the night, my first chance to interact with someone, gone. I was upset with myself. I slammed my fist on the table and exclaimed no short list of curse words. It was all that damn thing's fault. I looked at the last rule again and my mind said, fuck it and I decided that if the thing came through, I would confront it. I didn't give a shit anymore. And as if right on cue, I heard the faint breathing coming through the headset. I turned the mic on and told the thing to fuck itself. I know, right? I'm so tough. I grabbed the rules to cross the last one off myself, and I was suddenly picked up and thrown across the room into the kitchen. The lights all shut off, leaving only the faint glow of the UV bug light. I saw it then too. As I looked at the rules to see if Rule 9 had been crossed off, I saw another rule fade onto the page. It was as if it had been written in invisible ink. Rule 10. The rules lie. I glanced up in time to see the thing come crashing through the front door and rampaging towards me. I couldn't move. I couldn't do anything. As it got to the entrance of the kitchen, I shut my eyes. I lost.
The lights in the store flickered on and I shot my eyes open to see that the thing had disappeared. I looked over at the entrance to see the store owner, who had a panicked, worried expression. He came over to me and told me I was safe now and there was nothing to worry about. I think I blacked out because when I came to, I was in the back of mum's car. I sat up and asked her what happened. She told me that the store owner called her to come and get me because I was canatonic and that she rushed down to come and get me. We arrived home a short time after and I collapsed into a heap onto my bed. And if I hadn't told that thing to fuck itself, I would probably be dead or worse. And as I finish recording this for you all, I have to go turn up the heater. It has gotten really cold in here. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.